In this episode, we are discussing the misconceptions and the stigma around using your psychic senses. We also have a really interesting theory we discuss and kind of debunk. Let us know what you think um, about a lot of times these psychic senses are dismissed as this particular condition. So we talk about that as well. So this is Heather Wood and Jamie Hayhurst, and this is the Intuitive Girls Guide. Hey, Jamie, let's talk some more about the Claire's and let's talk Let's talk in this episode about all the misconceptions and why they're so misunderstood and why we don't learn how to use them. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Are you down for that? I am. <laughs> okay. Um, let's start with some misconceptions about intuition and the clairs in particular. Okay. I can think of two big ones that really confuse people. So I'll, I'll tell you those. You let me know what you think. The first one is the idea that there is one psychic sense called the sixth sense. (laughs) Yes, that's problematic. Yeah. And people people refer to having a sixth sense about something. Um, And what they're really just saying is that they picked up the information via one of their inner senses, via one of their clairs. That's what they're saying. But the idea that there's just one additional sense that is intuitive I don't know where that started. I know it got popular with that movie about seeing dead people, but it is not how it works at all. Right. And I, I mean, I'm, you got to give people in society some credit that they're willing to even say that and that, and that that term is sort of acceptable, sort of, um, (laughs) I like that, but it's just not entirely accurate. Yes. It's not, it's not one of those things that's done to like make something sound bad. It just happens to be a a term that just kind of like adds to confusion in my opinion on how this works. Right. And I think that the movie, the sixth sense made that even worse because now people only associate it with seeing dead people, which if you've listened to the other episodes, you know, is sort of clairvoyance. Yeah. That's not all there is. There's so much more than that. But I feel like that movie that it became like a cultural phenomena and it, it really sort of cut the Claire's off at the knees. Yes. Oh, exactly. And it's actually a perfect segue into my second misconception, which oh. is that clairvoyance is the only psychic sense. It's the only way to um, use intuition, like use your intuitive senses. Right. Um, yeah. That movie also didn't help being named that and showing somebody using clairvoyance. Now, super cool movie. I don't want to hate on the movie. Not at all an accurate experience for any adult or child who sees dead people as one who does. (laughs) We do not ever confuse if the person we are talking to is dead or alive. Right. Exactly. Never been the it's great for a movie. Like that's a, that was a thrilling, compelling movie. But the problem is that people take that as real life experience. Yep. So people, like we mentioned before, hear clairvoyance. They think it's the only Claire. They think it's either only seeing dead people, which it's not. That's one small offshoot of one Claire, right? right? Or that it's telepathy, which can I, can I just give my opinion on telepathy? <laughs> Yes, please. Telepathy is either not real at all or an incredibly rare gift. Because the 
in, you're picking up intuitive energetic information and, and actual thoughts in someone's head are not in that form. So right. that I don't, I don't really understand telepathy. I have tried. I don't really, I'm not going to say I a hundred percent don't think telepathy is a thing. I actually think that there are other energetic things that you're picking up that can maybe make it feel like you're reading someone's mind, but I don't, I don't see how that could actually be possible. No, I think that a thought is like the physical manifestation of processing energy. So mm-hmm. I think you wouldn't, it'd be rare for you to be able to verbatim pick that up. Yes, your thoughts are safe. The The things you're thinking are safe inside your brain. The energy of the emotions you're feeling around intuitive people are not safe. Right. <laughs> no, we can tell. We, when you lie, we can tell we're not reading your mind. We're noticing that what you're saying is not matching the energy coming out of you, but yeah. none of that is actually mind reading. So there no, you go. Reading your energy. We're not reading your thoughts. That's very different. Exactly. Now, sometimes we stumble upon energy that matches a thought that you have. And that's when people like poo their pants a little bit, but it, that isn't reading your mind. I have no interest in reading my, I have enough trouble navigating my own mind. I do not want to listen to somebody else's mind. Thank you. No, 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 no. Okay. To that same end, a lot of people think of clairvoyance as fortune telling, um, otherwise known as prophesizing, which is, is like telling things that are going to happen in the future. Now, okay, I got to soapbox this one a little bit too. Jump on it. Okay, I'm going to step on the soapbox. Um, Being able to prophesize things is an incredibly rare, rare gift. I have never met anyone who could actually do that. Now, in the same tone, can you pick up energy about the future? Yes, of course you can. But to any person who is really using intuition, they have very little interest in doing that. And I want to explain why. We have this thing called free will. Nothing is already written in stone. You are controlling your life. The decisions you make, the things you do or don't do are are creating the life that you have. So there's nothing to pick up that's already laid out. So the future is so, this is the word I'm going to use. It's the least professional word, word, word in the world, probably, but it's how I would describe looking at the future. It's like squiggly. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, right. No, that makes sense. It's, there's, it's like someone saying, like, what's going to happen to me? First of all, you control that. So don't, don't be such, so powerless that you have to ask me about your future. Tell me what you want for your future. I'll help you get there, right? Like, be powerful in your own life. Right. But to the same end, what's going to happen to you in the future is just like a bunch of different possibilities. And the best we can discern is the one that has the most of your energy going to it in the current moment. Does that make sense? Yes. And that really speaks to um, a lot of issues people have with tarot cards and having your tarot cards read because people think that it's a way to read the future when it's actually not. It's reading your current energy and the path that you're on. So if you get a tarot card that you don't like, it's not doom and gloom. It's okay. Let's make some recalibrations and adjustments here and, and go in a different path. Exactly. It should be used to empower you to get the results you want. Any kind of intuitive thing that you do should always be used that way. Right. Um, to that same end, can, can we give people some red flags um, if they are with people who are claiming to be intuitive and they want to just like make sure that they are? 
because we talk a lot about in defense of intuitive people. And I, I believe that the vast majority of anybody who claims to be intuitive is, I really do. Like they're truly using it. I think the majority of people use it in a really ethical, honest way, but there are those people who don't, who make it really hard for the rest of us. And it can really have a detrimental effect on people to, to trust somebody in that situation. I agreed. So I just want to give people a few red flags if you're talking to someone who is not actually using their clairs, they're not using intuition, or they're they've they maybe are honest at their work but somehow have drifted out of the intuitive state, which happens. Okay. Yeah. All right. So if an intuitive person of any kind and of any title um, tells you what to do, this is what you should do, and they just tell you. They're just telling you what you should do, what's happening in your future, what is going to happen to you or not going to happen to you. If that's going on, that should be a red flag to you. That is really not how this works. No, absolutely not. Okay. The next red flag I would say is if you hear somebody say the words, I think. So okay. if they're in a reading and they're saying, I think they're using their ego because there's, that's not something that you say when you're in an intuitive state because you're not thinking at, at the very least all the only thinking you're doing is how to make words come out of your mouth based on what you're getting for intuitive information. Does that? Right. Yeah. I think sometimes you might say like, I think what you're saying to me is, or something like that, but I think that this is what you need to do is a red flag statement. Yes. If you're saying, I think what this means, or I think what you're saying, not red flags. If you're, if you're using, I think like, I think you should do this, or I think you have this issue or this problem. That's where the red flag lies. Right. Same with the phrase you must nothing ever that you get intuitively feels so set in stone that you would want to use that term. So you're using your ego if you're saying something like that. Well, it must implies a thread of fear, which is inherently ego based. Exactly. Exactly. So if you hear someone continuously say you must have the little red flag go up, that something's a bit off here. Um, and then just not using present language. All right. So I have caught this before where somebody is saying, um, I saw this for you or I was getting this for you. Intuition really only works in the present. Okay. Uh, like, yes, you could have, you could have gotten information about somebody earlier and passed it on, but the way that you're going to express it is never going to be in a past tense or a future tense. Does that make sense? That makes so much sense. And that's such like a, you could see it as such like a small nuance of something, but that's really important. That really does indicate where the person's working from. Yes. And then you can apply this to yourself too. Now I, Jamie and I are not advocates of you questioning your own intuition all the time, but if you're wondering like this is coming in and it's coming in as like not present language or not present information, it might be applying to the past or applying to the future, but it's not coming into you as in a present form. That is, is an indication that maybe you've drifted into, into your ego and not so much into using your clairs and your intuition. Right. Just gently bring it back. Yes. And then lastly, with misconceptions, intuition should never be used to prove anything, to prove that you are doing something. Or um, it, it, I'm going to tell you what the exception, the small minor exception to this rule is in a second. So no, there's an asterisk on this statement. But people who are truly intuitive are not doing it to like show you a parlor trick, parlor trick, like watch the skill I have. <laughs> right, exactly. 
I know a lot of intuitive people. I've seen a lot of intuitive people. I'm going to be braggy for a moment and just say I have studied with really amazing intuitive people yep. who are well known up there in the world. And I yep. can tell you that never has any of them done it in that form. Like, look at how magical I am. That's not that's not the the real basis and root for wanting to do this kind of work. It's too hard to <laughs> to, to do and to come from that place. Right. And if, if you're, if I can say from personal experience that feeling like I had to prove myself happens, happened to me and it was strictly my ego working overtime, but then working with family members of mine who are very intuitive, I realized when I was, when I was advocating for that person or helping that person communicate their, their intuition, I didn't feel that at all. I didn't feel like I had to prove it. I just presented the material, the information for them and left it. Yes. Such a a huge indication that that's, that's really what it is. Now, my asterisk statement to that is that is with people who are, are doing medium work, like mediumship work. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now I still believe that it, it isn't like them being super showy, but part of their job and their gift as mediums is to not prove that they're doing it, but to give enough evidential information to you that they are communicating with a loved one. So right. that can come off as a little bit more showy, but I think there's a real distinction between trying to make people comfortable and give people a great experience and trying to show how magical you are. You don't need to try in my opinion, if, if you're a talented medium in that way. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I also think if you're on the receiving end of a mediumship reading, you're going to know, like you're going to, you're going to have little red flags that are like, Oh, this doesn't seem right. Or, Oh my God, that's grandma. You know, exactly. Back to dead grandma, go into that totally open, like totally open, take in all the information I mean, if you've ever watched Jonathan Edwards, you've probably learned not to say no when an intuitive person gives you something just to like nod, okay, like maybe you don't put it together, like take it in, right? But then go like, okay, how do, does this work for me? Like, do I understand this now? Like then ask those questions. And if it was all about that person looking magical and not about you receiving an important message, then right. there's a flag there. Yeah, and they're also not the only intuitive person in the room. You're intuitive too. Exactly. It's not a right. Exactly. Okay. Um, let's talk a little bit about the stigma around using your clairs or admitting to it, shall we? Well, I mean, go grab a snack, everybody. <laughs> I feel like I should do like a couple stretches before I talk about this. Yeah. As, as two people who work in the fields or in fields that are use intuition openly, mm-hmm. um, this is something very close to our heart. I do not promise that we won't be very passionate in our talk. I actually promise that we will be. And I don't apologize for being an angry woman anymore. Do you, Jay? No, my opinions are here. <laughs> they're here. You can hear them. Yeah, exactly. I don't like them, but they're here. Exactly. Okay. There is a stigma in almost every field that I can think of against sort of admitting to using and mastering the skills of your intuition. Um, why it's there could be its own eight month series every day podcast. I, I mean, I don't want to overdo that, but I do want to mention that if you if you want to rule 
people, if you want to like control people, if you want people to feel powerless, then kidnapping their ability to feel any connection to anything divine, whether you call that God, divinity, Barney the Purple Dinosaur, it doesn't matter, whatever your word is, taking that away from people is the way to do that. So take that what you will read between the lines of what I'm saying. I'm not trying to hide anything and I'm not trying to bash anybody or any systems or any beliefs. I'm just simply saying if you're trying to control people, that's where you're going to hit them. Right. It doesn't benefit any structure or government or society to have people in touch with their own personal power. Mm -hmm. It, it, It doesn't not any current day modern society. It doesn't benefit that at all so to cut us off from our intuition is to cut us off from our power yep exactly so I don't think that it's any secret and I'm sure we will cover this in a future podcast subject but intuition (laughs) intuition is feminine energy and feminine energy is not something that only females have Correct. everybody has a a combination of masculine and feminine energy if you're in go ahead that could be yin yang energy that that's called different things throughout different belief systems, but everyone has a balance of t- two different energies. Yes. And the intuitive piece of who you are, and this has nothing to do with gender, the intuitive piece of who you are is a feminine energy. Yes. Right. So when there's a patriarchal takeover, when you're trying to get rid of the powerful feminine energy for a patriarchal society, And again, just for the people who get their panties in a bunch about this, we're not advocating for like men to have no rights when we're like down with the patriarchy. We're saying equal because that's what an actual matriarchal society is. It's like the balance of masculine and feminine everywhere, right? Yeah. I think it's pretty hard to disagree with the idea or the fact that we live in a patriarchal society. (laughs) No, patriarchy benefits cis cis white men and that's... Exactly. That's our reality right now. Exactly. Okay. So if you want to take away power from, from the, the divine feminine, from the female energy of, of intuition, then you are going to make it sound as if you should mistrust, disbelieve anything in yourself and in other people that comes across as intuitive. Anything that's not ego, you should be suspicious of. That's the trick, right? Yes. And anything that cannot be proven with Mm -hmm. fact and don't, and don't get us wrong. We love science. I'm a, I'm a big proponent of science. My Mm -hmm. belief is that science, the intuition was the predecessor to science. We have science now to back up things we always knew. Um, But we live in a society that if you can't prove it, if you can't put it on paper, it doesn't exist. Yeah. And that is not only does it rob you of the gifts of many intuitive individuals, mm-hmm. it robs you of living a life fueled by desire and happiness and yeah. fulfillment. It, it robs you of, of that and it replaces it with guilt and shame. Anytime you try to do something that makes you happy, right? Like yeah. that there's so much more of a devastating effect. So yeah. The reason that this is, and you guys, Jamie and I give hour long speeches on this exact subject. So like, we're really trying to reel it in for you here. <laughs> <But> <laughs> this, the, 
the mistrust your clairs, don't learn about your inner senses, don't think of intuition as a serious thing, is something that was put in place to take power away from you. So learning about this is totally fun, but it goes beyond like doing a fun quiz to see your strongest clair. It goes into your lifestyle and it goes into changing a lot of the issues that are are going on in our world because they're just coming from an ego place. And we've, we've robbed ourselves of having that intuitive, warm, fuzzy feelings part of our, of us out into the world. Right. Exactly. Okay. That's the, that's the most condensed version of that speech we can do. <laughs> yeah, I'm currently biting my tongue. I'm just okay. gonna let, we'll get back to you on the patriarch in a later episode. We shall revisit. Yeah. Um, we'll be right back after this short break. Um, okay. So uh, along this vein, I, I'm with you. I, I love science. If I don't think there's any scientists listening, but I hope somebody proves me wrong. If you are a scientist and you're listening, you will hear me make this plea many times. Please come talk to me about this because scientists are always trying to prove the wrong parts or studying the wrong quote unquote wrong parts of intuition that aren't benefiting anybody. Like, are you truly picking up something like Let's not look at that. Let's actually study how our energy is interacting when we are picking up stuff. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, we're we're studying this from the wrong angle. It's right. sort of trying to prove that you love something. Like that is not possible, and it's a waste of time. But government is. I mean, government funds science, so like scientists have to study what they get funding for. So the right. government doesn't want to fund. I sound like a conspiracy theorist. The government doesn't want to fund scientists that are going to prove that our intuition is real it doesn't benefit them exactly so we need to start some grassroots campaigns to study this yeah it is not us against science i don't think think we've sort of been pinned against each other and we're not working at the right angle we're not meshing together in the right way so keep that in mind when i tell you this element of where there's this weird drop off in agreement. Okay. Like I don't, I don't get why there's like a full stop here. Okay. Scientists agree that there is an electromagnetic field around our bodies that our bodies generate that you, you can measure the frequency of, and that transmits information. There are medical tests that you have that use that, right? Like not, this is not widely disputed. Okay. They, the disconnect, we're all on the same page. Yes, this happens. And then there's this weird disconnect where it's like, oh, but no person with that energy electromagnetic field can pick up anything on another electromagnetic field. Like, why do we full stop at the idea that we could pick up information here? That Right, only the machine can pick it up. The human can't, the machine can. Yeah, that, well, let's think about how nature works, right? Like that's not, no, no. Right. That doesn't make sense when you when you look into any of that stuff. So that's that's where like the bummer is for me all the time because like that's what we should be studying. Like let's not try to prove it's happening or not. Like keep your opinion of that. It doesn't matter. But like take somebody who's using intuition or like somebody studying you doing Reiki or whatever and like do a study to see what's happening in their their electromagnetic field to see if you could pick up what's going on. Like that's where we need to have some exactly. Some- scientists step in and do that that's just there you go my opinion (laughs) okay the other thing adding to the stigma 
oh, this drives me crazy, Jay. And I saw it all the time when I was researching about the clears. There are so many quizzes and articles that are labeled with the title, are you psychic or something to that term? Right. We'll make it stop. Yeah, Yeah. everybody is. I mean, first of all, if you heard episode one of this series, you know how I feel about the term psychic, how we both feel. Right. (laughs) But like, it's not something that you magically are, that a few rare special individuals have a gift and everybody has these. And when you promote things like these articles and these quizzes to test if you are, you just get us further away from people accepting that they are intuitive beings, everybody. Right. I think it contributes to the idea that intuition is somehow like silly and like for kids or for like girls or I don't know. It, it It's like that cutting down of the authenticity of intuition. Yes, it so is. It drives me crazy. And listen, I know some of them are like not meant maliciously, but like do better. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. I, <laughs> right. All right. The other thing that I hear a lot is this theory that people aren't actually using their clairs. People are, there is not as another set of inner senses, but that people who are able to pick up information or like claim to be using their clairs actually have a condition called synesthesia. Uh, yes, I've heard that. <laughs> as an intuitive, you have heard this before. So <laughs> synesthesia is a neurological condition where info meant to stimulate one of your senses stimulates several senses. Mm-hmm. These are your outer senses. So um, something like look like one of the examples I'm going to give is like looking at numbers or letters and associating those with a color. That's an example of synesthesia because you're you're combining senses, outer senses. So the theory is that it's just people with synesthesia, their their senses are neurologically combined and that's how they pick up the information. So it's some sort of like malfunction of the brain. Yes. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to give you a synesthesia like test and I'm going to post in the show notes, some of these, so you can go, you guys can go and look too to see if you have synesthesia. Um, but I took, I found a, like a real synesthesia test, like happened to know some, some psychologists and therapists. And I was like, send me the synesthesia test. So I took it. I think, I think we can both agree. And I think a lot of people I could, I could get like some backup here if anybody wants it, but I'm a very intuitive person. Like yes. if you're going to someone, I think I would be a good one to yeah. test. Okay. I took this test really trying hard to have synesthesia. Like, <laughs> was coming from <laughs> like, let me see if I can have synesthesia. This would actually be cool. Maybe I do. Right. Oh my God. I scored so terribly. I do not have, there's a many forms of it. I have none of them. So I'm not saying that you should take that as a disproving of the theory, but but something to consider. Something to consider. You can go and take these tests. I'll link. I'll link a test. Um, there's a there's a couple. There's a shorter one to take. The one I took took a very long time, but that you can take um, to see if you have synesthesia. But let me give you a few examples of this, okay. and then tell you what I think we should actually take from the synesthesia theory instead. Does that sound okay? Yeah. So Jay, I showed you this, and again, this is in the show notes if you want to go look, but. Um, there's a form of synesthesia called grapheme color synesthesia. Okay. And actually, I actually learned about this in a couple of the synesthesias. I want to give a shout out to, um, there's a YouTube channel called Good Mythical Morning. 
and it's two guys who talk about fun stuff. You should definitely check it out. We are not sponsored by them. If they want to sponsor us, they can, but we aren't. So I just found some information from them. I want to shout them out. Um, but one of the things that you can look at for this um, is the grapheme color synesthesia test. So grapheme color synesthesia means that you associate letters and numbers with a color. Okay. okay. I do not <laughs> I'd like right. to say that I do not associate these. I, this was part of the test, but what you can see and um, Jamie, maybe you can describe what it looks like, but there is a, a picture that you can look at and see what you pick up. So will you just tell, will you describe what the picture looks like, Jay? Yeah. So it's this one, right? With the fives. Uh, yes. Yeah. So it's a box. It's um, has a thin black outline of a square and it's everything inside is white. And then it looks when you look at it, like there are a bunch of fives or S's in black all throughout it. Mm -hmm. Okay, exactly. This is what it looks like. So in the synesthesia test, if you look at this, right. people who have synesthesia, all right, now, if you want to take the test, pause here and go look at it because I'm about to spoiler alert it for you. But can't wait to hear what's happening. What's really happening here. <laughs> Even when you know this information, you'll know if if you have it or not. Like, so it isn't really a spoiler, but if you feel that the need to pause and, and look first, go right ahead. But if you really study this for a long time, this picture, you'll notice you you call them S's, but there are some fives that are also backwards. Which yeah, are twos. Yeah, I saw like fives and twos. Okay. People oh. who have synesthesia look at this and say there are some twos in a triangle shape. What? Yes. Now they are in a triangle shape. Okay. okay. And yeah, I'll post on the show notes. I'll post them in another color so you can see that. People with synesthesia, their brains will pick up because they associate numbers and letters with colors, will pick up the differentiate the difference between the fives and the twos much quicker and pick oh. up that they are in a triangle shape. So if you have synesthesia and you look at that, you would say, I see fives and twos in a, in a triangle shape. That's the synesthesia test there. Wow. See, I, I saw, I saw the twos in the corner, but I definitely, even now that you say it, I'm having a hard time seeing the triangle about it. I'll show you and I'll put it in the show notes and I'll put the twos in like red or something bright so you can see them. Okay. Now I'd also like to say that in synesthesia, like you're not going to oh, like everyone who has synesthesia is not going to see all the twos as red and all the ones is blue and all A's is green. Like it's not that. In fact, the test is to see like in the test that they give you, they repeat over and over again, like the, what color is this month associated with? And then they do the same one 10 questions later to see if you're continually seeing the, the same color associated. So it isn't like we all see it the same or, or they, I'm not one of them, but you know what I mean? Like, it's just that you associate that. So it stands out to you in a different way. Okay. Gotcha. Um, the other test, and I'll put links to all this in the show notes too. The other test um, that I thought was kind of cool is for a form of synesthesia called chromosthesia. And this is when people listen to music and see images. Okay. I've heard of that. Yes. So there are some famous people who have it. Pharrell, Billy Joel, Mozart. Hmm. Why do I mention Mozart every single I don't week? know. It comes up all the time. Okay. Jimi Hendrix. Hmm. Um, and then Kanye West claims it. I don't know. I, I don't know why I, I might disbelieve that, but I'm, I'll just throw it in there as that. <laughs> With you on that. <laughs> 
Um, and a very famous painter named Kandinsky also had it. So he listened to um, Schoenberg String Quartet Number no. 2. Yep. And he created a beautiful, famous painting based on the images he saw using his synesthesia when he listened to that. So I will put that, I'll put a link to that um, string quartet number two for you. And then I will also put the image that he created. So if you want to go listen to that and see what you pick up for images and see then what Kadinsky painted, if you came anywhere near that, you can also do that. It might be uh, fun. Yeah, I want to see that. So I will tell you that without spoiler spoiling it, um, the colors that he painted in it are, I did pick up. I wrote down two of the main colors in the painting when I listened. Wow. Yeah. I don't think that's synesthesia though. I think that's probably just intuition, intuition and like colors having, a, I mean, sounds having emotion and colors having emotion. Like, do you know what I mean? I think that that's, that's probably more like, that's more like aura work than. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So here's my, here's my other point to the synesthesia theory. If we can prove, and it's a fact that our, there's neurological conditions where some people's senses and the way they pick up information work a little bit different. Like they pick up with two outer senses. Why is it such a stretch to believe that they also use inner senses? Like, again, it's a strange full stop for me. Yeah, right. Like the next logical step would be that, that there be inner senses that were combining or being used. But for some reason, science just stops there because you can't prove it. Exactly. Exactly. So if you feel the need to prove that clairs are a real thing and that, you know, you're using them, go ahead and, and try. I would happily consult with you and stuff, but I'm going to tell you that it's, it's, I think it's kind of a big waste of time and you're not, it's not going to work because it's not, it's not provable in with the standards standards of measure that we have, right? But instead, just like step outside of some of these this like social social conditioning that you have that everything has to be ego based and everything has to be proven and and trust more yourself, right? Like bet on your own self a little more often instead of all these outside things you can't control. Like that's that's what I'd say the takeaway is here. What do you think, Jay? Well, and I would, I would definitely agree with that. And I would add that I think that rather than trying to work within a system that doesn't support you and women and intuition and people of color and all these different subsects of people, rather than trying to fit into that structure, this is why we are being called for all these like massive structural changes at this time is that like, I don't care if you don't believe me that I'm intuitive or that I have claircognizance. I'm I'm all about not not proving myself to you, but changing the structure of this society. Oh my so God! Can we, can we put all of that on a T-shirt, please? It because, would be a big yes, yes. <laughs> it would be a long T-shirt. Maybe we go on to the pants too. But yes, that's what we should be using intuition for to change right. these things to to bring these ideas in more. And it's not to get rid of the sciencey proving logical part of stuff. Keep it for it's great and we need right. it, but there needs to be a balance here, is the point, I think. Right. We all should get a voice, whether it's based on our like gender, our sexual orientation, our color, our intuitive abilities. We should all have a voice. We all we shouldn't have to live within this structure that doesn't support us. Oh my gosh, yes. A to the men. Yes, yes, yes. All right, so just to wrap it up, um, 
down with the patriarchy. It's their fault. <laughs> the Claire's are worth exploring and, and take with a grain of salt any criticism you hear of them. Um, and no, you won't find scientific studies that prove it. But if you're kind of going down that rabbit hole, maybe just like take a step back and, and question yourself as to why you might need that. Right. right. Agreed. All right. What's, what's the page for the show for the show notes? Oh, it, thank you. It is embodylove.me slash intuitive girls. So for every episode, we have show notes and, and links and stuff that you can check out. So um, we will put that we'll put that there. And we're also um, adding in there, Jamie, you put together a meditation for people to um, tune into their Claire's with. So that will be on that page as well. Sure will. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Jay. Anything else you want to add to this? Nope. That's it. I think we covered it. Yeah, we did. All right. So in our in our next episode, it's the last one in this series about the Claire's. We're going to um, we're going to kind of dive into sort of a new way to look at this stuff. So not so much a conspiracy, but more like how about if we made our Claire's just work together and uh, a little bit about why your outer Claire's are really so easy to trick and not that trustworthy. <laughs> awesome. Can't wait. Sounds good. Thanks, Jay. Talk to you soon. All right. See you later. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to our episode. For show notes and a place to send feedback, please visit our website, embodylove.me slash intuitive girls. Again, that's embodylove.me slash intuitive girls.